Hello, and welcome to another episode of Christian Reef Podcast. Today's guest hails all the way from Canada. So I think, I believe he's my first Canadian guest ever. That's right. Yes. So yeah, we're, we're really charting out all of the world as, as, as we go with all of these podcasts. And uh, I'm happy to say that Christopher James, our guest today, is also a fellow podcaster. And he sort of recently got into this in, I would say, in the last couple of months or so. You've actually amassed quite a few episodes in that time. Yeah. Um, so I feel that I can very much kind of uh, relate to you on this because when closing in on 40 episodes with the podcast um so far for, for myself but you know it's it's not so much about quantity it's always about quality and, and yeah. like you know finding people finding the right topics so on and so forth but what i really want to know uh before we sort of get into anything else is hello and welcome to the show how are you doing <laughs> i'm doing well i'm doing well i mean i just came back from shopping so kind of kind of sweaty because it's actually kind of warm today for almost winter in canada is that even possible surprisingly yes it's um <laughs> if i check the degrees on my phone real quick it is oh god that's not degrees that's instagram um it is currently 18 degrees celsius oh and you guys use celsius too oh you're normal or i'm happy we with use that. celsius in weather yeah we're normal yes because so, i mean we use fahrenheit when like Measuring temperature, we have Fahrenheit, but weather, it's like Celsius. Is that yeah, all right, yeah, know. right, right. That, that, well, that, that makes actually way more sense than, well, yeah, hang on, that's what we do as well, what we're talking about. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that is the way everyone else should do it. <laughs> this whole, oh, it's In 90. America, it's, like, it's like 72 degrees Fahrenheit today. It's like 72 degrees. Imagine that's Celsius, 72, 72 degrees Celsius. Holy crap. That's, oh, that's death. That's, that's, that's like Dubai. Scorching. That's <laughs> death. <laughs> I, I hear I Dubai can get up to about 50 or 60, apparently. Degrees Celsius. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's the sort of weather, from what I've heard <laughs> from people I know that have lived there, is that uh, when it gets that hot, you can't go outside. You physically can't. You have to like stay inside and kind of wait until the temperature drops to a kind of safe amount, which is just nuts to me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if, if it ever gets like 50 degrees Celsius in Canada, we nobody would be going out. It's either you're inside with air conditioning on and just staying cool, or basically that's it. Because I feel like if you have a pool, the water will start to get hot. And that's not good in the summer. <laughs> But it's not the summer now. It's like fall, almost winter at this point. And it's 18 degrees. I was saying, cause you, you, it's surprising to me because I think Canada is always generally known for like the amount of snow that you have and that kind of weather. So it's interesting to yeah. hear, obviously, the reverse. And it does make sense because obviously, you know, with America, it's such a massive continent. But Canada is a pretty sort of large... Amer America's a country. Well. America's a country. The continent is North America. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a country and a, and a continent. Yeah, of. yeah. Well, it, it depends. I mean, if like when I in my head, I'm thinking of North America when I say yeah, that. North America be, be the whole the whole of America. Obviously, yeah, takes into account and Canada. North and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's just interesting to me to to hear that kind of contrast in um in the summer versus the winter and and so on. Because obviously in the UK we do have quite a, a hot summer, but it's. T typically it's always kind of been like certain periods and the, the, the rest of the time it's either really rainy or it's kind of muggy probably the best way i could put it but yeah uh, I, anyway uh, our, our summers i think 
like Canada summers, I think are slowly starting to get hotter and hotter each year. And I think the most we've ever hit is like either like 30 or I think we've hit 30 plus Celsius at one point. I don't remember much (laughs) because summers are nice. They're like hot to the point that you're sweating, but it's nice because it's mostly cold. (laughs) It's it's the same. It's the same in the UK. Uh, The weather's, I'd say in the last 15 years has changed dramatically and it's, kind of nice on one hand but also very worrying <laughs> on the other it's like okay this is great but what about in 30 years you know what i mean it's it's gonna get really bad <laughs> it's already bad but yeah. yeah anyway um yeah i just want to keep this this on canada for, for, for the time being uh, g- given mm-hmm. the news that we've just literally just got now obviously in america they've just sort of decided on their um presidential elects it's mm-hmm. joe biden finally got trump out took four days but i know it's <laughs> it's kind of crazy how long it took but i suppose it's one of those situations where you do want to be sure when you've got a guy like donald trump in office it's you want to make sure you you know there's no sort of going back and it does seem like there's an overwhelming kind of majority um but Bring, focusing it on on yourself and and the yep. sort of Canadian perspective, I wanted to ask sort of what your thoughts on it were because obviously you've got a very different um, government in place and it seems a lot more, I would say maybe liberal, maybe is the right word to use. It's, it's there, there's there's various things that have been passed over the years in Canada that suggest a very different way of living and almost a kind of idyllic idyllic way of living. So for example, yep. some of the things that I know have been passed in Canada in the last, let's say, five, 10 years include um, marijuana usage, I believe. And mm-hmm. also, um, I believe you have a law now for um, for gender. So if uh, someone identifies within sort of like a third gender, um, I don't know how you put it, category, should we say? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Then um, people have to kind of respect that. And uh, if they don't, there's issues with that. So it's kind of a thing that kind of protects people and backs them up from the law. And I believe... Canada is the first nation to actually do that. I haven't heard of anywhere else in the world that's actually done that. Could be wrong on that, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're wrong. I don't know if you're right. I, I don't really follow up with that stuff. It okay. sounds right, though. <laughs> sounds right. I don't know if it... I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, then bringing it back to the the presidential kind of yep. area, how, how does it sort of compare living in Canada and, and your perspective on, on everything that's going on in America versus sort of living and being in yeah. uh, Canada. I mean, let's be honest, like my family, we follow along with more American news than Canadian news okay. because nothing really happens here. That's like interesting. <laughs> I mean, I love Canada, but American news, American news, American news is much more interesting than Canadian okay. news because what this entire election going on. I, I'm not kidding. Cause it, does affect us in some way because then if anything happens then we have to do something about it because we're technically allies with america if you're mm. doing like world war stuff and then canada and us for i don't know i don't know my history that well but still it i don't really have many opinions on like politics and stuff in america because i don't really like getting into politics that much because yeah i feel like you can have more of like a really controversial and almost endless conversation about it with somebody who does because let's say I knew a lot about politics. Mm. I don't know that much. And if I'm having a discussion with somebody who has a lot of knowledge about politics, holy crap, is that going to be like most controversial and just heated 
discussion ever. I know what you, you mean. Have those, you have those topics that like aren't interesting to discuss, but can like get heated fast and like everybody's opinions get shared and. Well, I mean, I, I think this is the the kind of thing behind discussions in general, because I know where you're yeah. coming from. Like, obviously, I have issues that I'm passionate about. But over the years, as I've gotten older, the thing that I like to do more and more is understand other people's perspectives and particularly people whose thoughts and, and ideas kind of contrast with my own, because you never know what you might learn. And also, I find a lot of the time you, you can be proven wrong with things typically yeah. facts, figures, um, or even just general beliefs and stuff. So if you keep like an open mind to things, you can kind of continuously learn and stuff, even from people that you disagree with. But I think a lot of the time, as you say, when you get into like discussions with people, particularly politically focused people, they get really impassioned and stuck to their political leaning yeah. and they won't budge. They just see it as like, I have to win this. I have to yeah. win this. And I think that's the problem because then you can't have a discussion with that person because they're, they're just not open-minded. They're too, you know, they're too, like focused on this one thing that they want. And it's like, yeah. no, this is what I'm doing. I'm focused on this. I'm not talking about anything else. And that's just, let's get it wrong. I'm happy Biden won, even though it's like, I'm not, like, if I was American in that sense, I think I would have voted for him. I don't know. I, I, don't like thinking about if I was American. I like being Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I like Canada a lot better than America. Let's be honest. But I, I gotta say, like, I have a very love-hate relationship with Americans. I got a lot of American friends. I've also got people I know who are American that I don't like. So I'm very. Do you know what I mean? I think I, put, I just yeah. put it down to just <laughs> people like, in general. With this entire election, that because I expected to wake up Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. I think it was like the the following day. Like, like on my way to get ready right, to go to work and go on like Google and check, see who won. Yeah. And I expected it so much. Like, okay, probably like one of them's going to win. Mm -hmm. We know that much. And we all thought it was going to be Trump because back in when it was 2016, first, um, him versus um, Hillary Clinton, we all thought Clinton, like Hillary was going to win and then Trump just souped it all up somehow. And we all expected like, oh, he's going to win. He's going to win this like, like crap. <laughs> Try not to like swear so much, and we all thought it was gonna win. And then waking up next day, no winners been announced because nobody reached two hundred seventy votes yet. And then to the point that he declared himself a winner on election night and told yeah. him stop counting the votes. But here's the thing: if they would have stopped counting the votes at that time, he would have still lost because he would have still been behind Biden <laughs> because Biden yeah. still had more votes than him. And Biden was at two fifty three for three days i think three four days at this point and then today like we're, i'm on my way going home and my mom says like he gets a call from my brother and he says like oh biden picked up a state and he either needed arizona or nevada to win or just pennsylvania and he was somehow leading in pennsylvania overtaking trump thank god somehow that happened and said like oh he got 273 votes he won it's like so he picked up pennsylvania didn't even expect that at first because if you're like keeping track with the electoral map and stuff, Trump was leading it in Pennsylvania by a lot at one point. And then slowly over time, it went down because they're counting the mail-in votes. And the mail-in votes Biden favors more with, and I think he needs 60% of them to get Pennsylvania. I'm guessing he did because he just got declared president. And let's be honest, 
I'm glad to see the Oompa Loompa go because just I'm not kidding. Because <laughs> we all, like, all call Trump like these weird nicknames. I call him an Oompa Loompa because his face is so orange. Just why? <laughs> it's just. But then, now America's going to go crazy and hectic because mm-hmm. there are people saying that if Biden wins, that like America's just going to start killing other people because of it. And it's going to go into like entire civil war. Yeah, this is the crazy thing about it, man. Like, I'm kind of blown away by... um, Because a lot... Okay, I'm not saying all Trump supporters are like this, but a lot of them are kind of racist or very closed-minded people, right? Yeah. It really blows my mind that a country that's founded on immigration is so inherently racist. And don't get me wrong, you've got groups like the KKK and shit like that there, you know, and it's historically been, you know, those kind of groups have always been in existence. But it just blows my mind to the extent. Do you know what I mean? Like Trump had a massive following and still does. And that to me is, is the biggest concern. Do you know what I mean? The fact that he was able to rally these people, so many of them, and they would blindly follow, like, the, and they would not kind of listen to any logic at all. And like I said to you before, they're not the sort of people that you can have a, a decent discussion with. You know, yeah. like you said, those sort of people that will say, that say things like, well, if Biden wins, we're going to shoot these people. What? Like, I know that, that a lot of people in America are very trigger happy and obviously it's, it's been very well documented how the problem with guns in, in, in that nation, but it, it's crazy to, to think like how easily people will mobilize when they just, and, and react in that way when they're presented with something that they don't like, you know, it's like, I can understand, you know, not being happy with a different, you know, Nate, um, party being in control of your country. Like, for example, I'm I'm not a massive politics guy, but I'm not a big fan of the Conservative Party in the UK, which is the current party running the UK right now. But with that being said, like the way I see politics, it's every party has good and bad. It just tends to favour certain people in society. That's always how it's how it's been, right? Yeah. And I think the, the problem with Trump is that you know it's kind of like there's a lot of extremist ideals in, in that particular uh, administration that he was pushing and the, the delusions, the way he's reacting right now is kind of, and, and like throughout his presidency has to, to me is, is, you know, just signified just how delusional and how scary it is to have a delusional leader running your country like what that means for your people for your nation i mean the very fact of in that first debate when um you know he sort of he didn't come out and say it but he pretty much sort of said like hey guys stand by you know wait for my orders sort of thing you know it's like fucked to hear that (laughs) yeah surreal i'm pretty sure like his staff and stuff are trying to coach him to try to move on because he doesn't want to he's like the truth is he's scared to lose he doesn't want to lose but truth of the matter is he tried getting states to recount their votes and uh, the supreme court i think denied it because yeah. as much as you're going to recount the votes if it goes out to the same conclusion he's just going to try to pro- he tried to prolong prolong this election and that's why it took so long because he, he sued states for counting it saying it's a fraud and whatever and he's not going to leave and i think they're now counting overseas votes right now 
which Damn. I still think is going to probably favor in Biden somehow. I'm not that sure. Let's be honest. But, yeah. Like, they're trying to work out, like, trying to help him move on and just, like, go about your day. But he doesn't want to. That's the thing. He, he's so focused on, like, I want to stay here. I want to win this second term, even though he hasn't. The, the facts are that they counted the votes. They, he tried prolonging it. He failed with that. But he doesn't want to accept it. Yeah, that, that kind of blows my mind as well. Like, I mean, the guy, the guy, not many people in their life can say that they were president of a country. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if, there's a couple of things here. Like, one, being gracious in defeat. You know, it's, it's never a bad thing to lose. If anything, it teaches you a lot in life. And, you know, it's still a major success. You ran a country for, for four years or close to five years. Do you know what I mean? It's, okay, yeah, sure. You're going to be judged on that, you know, against time. And, and a lot of people will say you were good for the country. A lot of people will say you're bad. But it doesn't matter how well you do. There are people that love and hate Obama still to this day. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter what you do. But I think with Trump, the, the kind of memory from this point onwards is always going to be like, the guy was delusional. The guy was crazed, acted like a child. And, you know, many of us around the world, like, yeah, in Canada and the UK and other European countries, we're all just kind of looking with like fascination at America right now. Like I feel a lot of pity for people there because of what they have to deal with, especially under yeah. this administration. But I'm more kind of just entranced by this, this character of Donald Trump. Like I've said since the very beginning of his presidency, that I feel that he, it's like, it's like he thinks that he's still on a reality TV show. And like yeah. that's, that's, it was kind of funny at first, but then it kind of got scary after a while. It's like, no, this is worrying. This is like a very kind of clearly sick man. Yeah. And, and just like, obviously the, the, the worst part about that is, is the implications of what that means for the people of, of, of the U S like you said, you know, you've got kind of two different groups you know, you've got this kind of civil war situation going on. Like there's a lot of people I've heard that say that, you know, the BLM thing is not really about race. Like obviously it is, but like um, the real thing that the government has trying to be trying to push is a class kind of issue. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and like, even it's, it's just been interesting, like the, the president's response to, uh, to the BLM protests and, since the very beginning trying to say that it's you know really violent and it's all antifa's doing and and it's like everyone that i've spoken to that's actually done protests and been there in person you know always says that it, the violence if you like is either coming from uh police that have too much power or in some extreme cases um you know just crazy trump supporters but even the trump yeah. supporters were apparently like not that bad during those you know um during, during those marches it was more like when they're at their rallies that it's you know an issue yeah but, I, I mean yeah. you know the, the other weird thing about like trump's presidency when they said he got the virus and then somehow he recovered <laughs> like my, my parents were saying that i'm pretty sure my parents i think said it's a hoax it's not it's not really just trying to get attention Mm. part of me kind of believes that but it also could actually have happened he is an old man and he's kind of probably his state of mind he doesn't like do social distancing and whatever mask and stuff he doesn't do that necessarily so it could have happened it could have not happened i don't 
think it happened because of how fast he was able to recover. Because, like, oh, they gave me this experimental drug and whatnot. Okay, if it worked for you, then try some other people. And if it works for them, then go ahead. Yeah, that's that's the tricky thing, man. I still haven't really made my mind up about COVID-19 because I've had family members that have had it. You know, my nan and, and granddad caught it at one point. So obviously I was really scared at that point. They're in their 60s. But they kicked it fairly quickly i'd say within a week or so um you know and then i've known other people younger that have had it for much longer you know i've had like um hanging symptoms so maybe they they kicked the initial stages but then they just feel like fatigue for like a month or something so i think it's um it's 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 like they've they're a lot of the scientists say it's it's mutating and that's the issue that's why it's difficult to treat it because yeah mutates so quickly and obviously every person's immune system is so different. So everyone will react to the virus in, in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah, he's a very old man. Donald Trump is like in his seventies. It was yeah. the same for Boris Johnson, the leader of, of the UK. He, he got True. it as well. Yeah. And he kicked it fairly quickly too. And I'm not going to lie. The, the thought did cross my mind when both of them caught it. Like this is could, it real. Well, yeah, this could just be a, an a, an attempt yeah. to you know to just curry favor and stuff. Yeah, curry favor, curry sympathy. Yeah, which you know you it's, it's, you don't want to be cynical, but let's be honest. Like politicians lie all the time, so it's yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't be a surprise. Um, but I think with with um, with Boris Johnson, it was a bit more obvious that he did get it because he was so. Um, dismissive of COVID-19 in the beginning. It was like shaking everyone's hands, being like, oh, this is a fast. This is, ignore this. It's silly. And then <laughs> fast forward a month later and he's like, okay, it's, we're in lockdown. It's serious, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of COVID-19, actually, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to ask how has COVID-19 affected uh, Canada? How has it changed living in Canada? Or, you know, what's your personal experience with COVID-19 in, in Canada? I don't have that much of like a personal experience. Like nobody that I've known has, okay. I mean, I know people who I've gotten and nobody in my family, I think I could be wrong. I, I don't remember much in like the earlier years, like early years, early months when this all started back in March when he started going into lockdown. Cause I remember March 12th, like Thursday, March 12th, 2020. I remember the exact date because that was the last time I was ever in my high school. Oh, the last time I was ever in school and the day after, actually, no, that same night, because I had to go in for like a meeting for my senior trip that was going to happen in April. And the following night, around like 10 o'clock here, they said that the schools are shutting down. And then the next day on Friday the 13th, spooky in March, yeah, whatever, um, they said schools are closing for two weeks. Mm. Sometime during that, they said it's closing until May. Around April, said they're closing for the rest of the year. So at that point, we, our senior trip ended up getting canceled and uh, having to like refund everything took a long time. I don't know if it's still going on. Probably is. But so I missed out on going to Central Europe, which is going to be not only my first time on a plane, my first time oh, wow. outside of Canada because I've never been outside of Canada. Wow. Because I've only traveled, the most I traveled was going to Ontario. Right, yeah. And that's it. We were supposed to go to Nova Scotia this year by train. Where, where are you based again, sorry? Quebec. Quebec, right. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. So okay. we were supposed to go to Nova Scotia by train. 
end up canceling it because of this entire pandemic. So, and us, the class of 2020, we never got our prom because that ended up getting canceled. It was then actually originally postponed to the 23rd of October. Mm. But before that, I think got canceled because it makes sense. And I'm actually kind of happy it was canceled. I say them sucks that we didn't get to have a prom, but it also makes sense. I'm happy it's canceled because how the hell are you going to do a high school prom during a pandemic? Yeah. If everybody's trying to like social distance and wear masks, you can like rent like a like decent sized room for the entire class or the entire grade, but you can only go to like a few spots in that section because if you're trying to still remain socially distanced and whatever, and it wasn't actually going to work. And I'm glad they canceled it. But one thing, we have our graduation, I think, sometime in January. So it's also been postponed from the 25th of October now. And that I'm trying to still wonder how they're going to do. Because usually it's like you have the entire class in their capping gown sitting together. At that yeah. Point, like next to each other. And now I'm trying to wonder, how are you going to do that? Well, trying to remain socially distancing and where masking is keeping safe. Which is going to be the hard part. And I hope they don't end up canceling it because if they do, then we wouldn't have gotten a real graduation. We, we Like us, we missed out on a lot of stuff. Like senior trips, we missed out on a paint fight. I know that much. They were going to have a paint fight at the end of the year because like that's like Sec 5 stuff. Like, And us in like Quebec, Canada, whatever, we don't say like grade 11, grade 12, whatever, because we say secondary because it's secondary school. Oh, you're like us. You, you're normal. So we go from <laughs> secondary one to secondary five, which is grade seven yeah, okay. to grade 11. And that's it. We don't really have middle school here because, I mean, we do have one, but I think that, that's the only one I know of because it's kindergarten to grade six, then sec one to sec five, and then you're in CEGEP, which is college, and then university, whatever. And then I know in America, they have grade 12, which is their last year of high school. Not kidding. Another year in that high school that I went to. Don't get me wrong. I love my high school, but it's also kind of like a prison. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, but whatever. And with this entire COVID situation, we had to like do online classes and like quickly adapt to that. Mm. And at this point, most of us have. I know there's some people that still aren't used to it, but I think I have gotten used to it because I'm doing it for college as well. So, I don't mind it. I actually like, kind of like it because it's smart as well. But I know that some classes have to be done in person. Yeah. And if that comes to the case that next semester for me, that I have to actually go in, in person to do some classes, I'm, I'm still going like, to be safe. I wear a mask the minute I go outside. Like when I'm walking to work, for example, there could be nobody on the sidewalk. I'm still wearing my mask. Like, I know I could, like, take it off and, like, breathe, whatever. I usually do it on my way home because I'm more mm. exhausted. But I still wear my mask. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to take it off, even if I am alone. Because that's just my sense of mind. Yeah. And in, in Canada with this entire COVID thing, we think we've handled it well. Then again, we've had a bunch of news stuff in March and April and that stuff. And I was, like, following along with it at the time. But then again, we weren't in school we were doing basically nothing there was nothing to do not much because all we can do is 
go off shopping because stores are open and because that's what we need, like groceries and stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. That's like one of the few things we could have able to do because most things were closed. My dad was out of a job for a few months because he works at a restaurant and restaurants uh, closed down. Yeah, yeah. And then they reopened and they closed down again. <laughs> so, so like r- right now, uh, mm-hmm. let, let's compare UK to, to Canada for yeah. one second on this basis. So like uh, right now we've just re-entered a, a lockdown, but for we, we had our initial lockdown from let's say March till sometime in early summer, I think. And then since then it's kind of been uh, regional. There's been differences between areas and stuff in terms of lockdown rules. But for the most part, it's been this, this thing of um, you have uh, what we call, I think there's social bubbles or something like that, like groups that always hang around with each other, but never mix with other groups, stuff mm. like that. It's, it's been very hazy. They've not really been very um, uh, concrete with, with the instructions. Yeah. And uh, so for example, right now we're in lockdown, but you know, you've got like schools open, universities yeah. open, blah, blah, Which blah. It doesn't make any sense because right. you're, you're in lockdown trying to keep everybody safe. But at the same time, you want to, like the children to like be educated, just, I understand you want, sometimes you want schools open because it's not like the same, like through a screen. And I understand that much. Like I would prefer, like I pref- always prefer going in school than yep. like doing it online because it's not the same. You're not getting the same interactions. Yeah, but I, I agree. I want agree, to but... keep safe. Like if you like want to like have fewer cases and you want to keep everybody safe, I don't think you should open schools again. And if you do just keep it safe it's like either have them slowly adapt to online learning because i know what we're doing at my high school my old high school i think they have certain like groups going in on certain days like students with last names from a to l for example and then m to this go on these days that's a sensible idea that's a very sensible idea. and yeah like certain grades going on like certain days as well yeah you not the entire school is there at once like Usually it is. Yeah, you so minimize you have, the risk by always yeah. keeping the same group of people together. And, and yeah. they've gone, I think, over 20 days without a positive case there. Because at one point, it was like late September, and we got the news that somebody at my high school tested positive. Yeah. Shut everything down. Jeez. <laughs> wow. I mean, and now they like back up and they have a board where we have like our message board. Like they gone twenty one. Last time I saw twenty one days without a positive case. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Which, god! You know what? <laughs> I'm happy, but like, if anything happens, they know what to do. Yeah, we've but, already adapted to online learning before. So I, I respect. New. I respect that kind of responsive nature that yeah. you guys have going on. That's sensible to me. I mean, I think the problem in the UK has has been, and and this is the main sort of grievance that we have. Well, we have two main grievances with, with the government as far as their handling of the COVID-19 pandemic here in the UK. And it's, it's mostly been, um, you know, sort of unclear instructions that contradict other rules. And, you know, silly things like, okay, pubs can be open, but they can only be open till 10. And then it changed to pubs can be open, but only pubs that serve food because somehow there's less of a risk if you're getting a meal like just idiotic stuff like that that doesn't make any sense <laughs> right right like that just doesn't i mean okay if you're at like a a bar yeah we would call them bars not pubs <laughs> yeah same shit i mean it's a nice way to say it. it's the same thing but we call them bars 
So you're going to a bar and the only one that serves food. Um, <laughs> that food's being handled by something. It's being yes. made by somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like, I know they're trying to get safe. Like they might be wearing gloves and whatever, but it's still being in a way handled by somebody else. So if you can still contract it from, I don't know if that's even possible. You can, and this, but it's, this, is, this is my perspective on this as it well. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, I, th- I think... Why keep, like, like bars open that only serve food? That makes less sense than keeping bars open than, like, just only serving drinks. That's, like, I think only serving drinks would be, in a way, safer because you only have mm-hmm. one person handling it. You don't have, like, multiple people. Like, That's a very solid point, actually. Yeah, I, I hadn't considered that before. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think for the for the most part, you know, you're always going to be at risk. Yeah. During this situation, it's it's just like you said. There's always going to be. So, for example, if you have, you know, um, restaurants open just for takeaways, you're always going to have people who are handling the food, this and that, and the other. So you're never going to fully uh, eliminate the risk. You're just minimizing it. Yeah. So I think that the. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I'm not a world leader or something, but I think if, if I was approaching this, my, my view would be, let's try to run things as much as we can, but, you know, in that kind of logical way where we're avoiding certain things as much as we can. So, for instance, I think you could even do, uh, you could do, yeah, high school graduations. You could do sporting events. You could do wrestling events, but you have to do it at limited capacity. Like, for instance, you know um, the American wrestling company, um, All Elite Wrestling, as an example. Right? It's, just, it's a new company they were established okay. last year. Anyway, they've sort of um, reintroduced fans into the fold at this particular site they're operating from, but it's 10% capacity. So I think if the venue is, let's say, 4,000, you've probably got... Like- like 500 something yeah very 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 small handful and there's like a big gap between all the people and stuff but you've still got presence there you've got people enjoying it putting money into it right but it's not the same spectacle that it was but it's still running on some level and like what you said about schools you know operating in a way where it's like okay we've only got these people for these specific days so we're still running the school we're just running it in this limited capacity like i think that that's the approach we need to have moving forward like that's why i personally disagree with the lockdown we currently have in the uk because it's like you're just part of my language fucking the businesses you know not not the big ones but the independent ones like for instance like you know your father's place like with a restaurant or something that's the people that get affected like um i do volunteering um in in the city center where i live in in manchester in the uk so i'm basically like driving around this city you know donating stuff to people taking donations blah 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 and the one thing that really struck me when i was looking just as this new lockdown was introduced was just the rows upon rows upon rows of just shut down uh, shops that you just know are not going to be there in a couple of months time. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, (laughs) you know, the the money always goes to the large company. You know, it's, it's always the same. It's like when we had the 2008 recession and, and the big banks were bailed out by the government, you know, the government only tends to care for certain industries and companies and so on like the the middleman the little man it doesn't matter it's like you know fend for yourself like, kind of deal for us with restaurants because i know where my dad works like the place like his restaurant there's only like a certain amount of people in the kitchen at the same time so there's not many people but you still have enough people to like 
do everything and like do takeout and whatever. Yeah. But you're still trying to keep your distance. There's like maybe three, four people max. Yeah. Like doing takeout, which is enough. So you're still like able to produce what you can do, mm-hmm. but still trying to keep it safe. And like those small businesses, there's a small business that like are quaint and everybody knows like everybody loves it's just not going to be there because shut down and their money's as you said going to the big companies or whatever and they're just not going to be there you're going to lose out on stuff that is almost like i want to say iconic in some way yeah i mean yeah. small small businesses is always the backbone of any country because in the, the day like as much as people go on on and on and on about big brands and stuff, you know, you know, it's rare that you ever feel like, you know, a connection to like your local McDonald's or Starbucks or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you feel, I, mean, I feel like some people do, but like, no, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, that's why I didn't say all people. Cause I know people yeah. that are, you know, big fanatics about brands like Apple and yeah. stuff and, and fine, whatever. But you know, generally speaking, it's the small businesses that in your area that you you kind of feel some affection for, you support, you like, you know, because it's it's different. It's something different from the norm. You know, a lot of the time, the contrast is when you're dealing with, you know, those, those kind of franchise-like businesses, you're going there because you know what to expect. And you know that you can get that in any location because it's the same um, setup, right? Yeah. But when it's a small time place, you know, maybe you go out of your way to go to that place or maybe you've been going there like, you know, for instance, I, there was a fish and chip shop that my, myself and my granddad used to go to when we were young um, since I was a kid. And I think it's still there and it's like a family kind of experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. You, you can't recreate it. You can try. You know, I've seen... Um, <laughs> I, I remember Starbucks many years ago, they acquired some particular brand and they started to try to create that kind of hipster style coffee shops right but you could just see that it was there was no heart or soul in it it was just that kind of that bs that they were trying to because you have those like small like family-esque diner type places yeah that actually has like like heart and soul put into it like it's an enjoyable environment at that point yeah and then once those are gone you're going to lose out on something that you've probably like been to many years or something or just go every once in a while but it's still enjoyable and you're Uh, just gonna that just goes away and then it's hmm. it's like it's that atmosphere thing isn't it like i think it's it's difficult to be able to buy an atmosphere often you know, you build that up over time or maybe it's a particular location or or something like that. But like, you know, I I don't tend to feel that kind of feeling. If I, if I walk into like a Starbucks or a Costa coffee and I sit down and have a coffee, it doesn't, it doesn't feel that kind of friendly environment that I would get in. Like you can go to most places and find a Starbucks within like a few minutes. Yeah. In, in some, some areas in London, it's, it's like, there'll be like five Costa coffees in like within a, five mile radius it's ridiculous like first in in canada we have something called tim hortons yes is, yeah I, I love tim hortons first off it's like canadian staple you, there's a you tim can, hortons here in manchester if you can believe that think, oh my god <laughs> it's in the uk yeah and it's oh, limited that, capacity it's weird manchester in the uk is a strange place because we have a lot of american brands that i have 
to this day never seen any because i grew up in london and i yeah. never i never saw a tim hortons or a taco bell or something like that but they actually have that here in manchester yeah. wow I, I mean there's like like i think I'm, there's like a lot of american stuff that in right. quebec we don't have many of like for example popeyes like the fried chicken place ah. you can find those across america we have one i think in quebec <laughs> you like in ontario like you'll you'll see like more of these like American brands like Arby's and Popeyes and whatever, but in 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 Quebec here we don't have a lot of them. I think we have like one Popeyes. I've never even seen it before. This <laughs> brings no me on to my next question, actually. Like, like I, I I know a fair bit about America, and I know I'd say like a reasonable amount about Canada. But yeah, given that you're Canadian and and you, you give a better perspective on this, what would you say are like the main differences between Canada and America? Like, like, let's just pretend that like we know nothing and you're trying to explain this to like an alien yeah. or something like, well, how would you explain it? <laughs> I mean, there's a, a lot of differences between Canada and America. I mean, first off, I want to say the most obvious one, like carrying a, a, like a gun on you. Cause in America, you're, I think you're allowed to do that. Yeah. There's a lot to have like a weapon on you. Like you can be in Walmart. I, I know that I'm pretty sure there's this picture. Yeah. I don't remember was this like a meme or something, but it's a picture of Post Malone at Walmart in America. This is a gun on him. Yeah. He just walk into like Walmart with a pistol on you, and just what? Like no, because we have to have like permits and stuff for that. Yeah, like numbers, and we can't like just like bring it out in public, whatever. It's like for hunting. Mm. Like that's allowed, but just carrying it like willy nilly, just like all over the place, like. No, <laughs> that's like, I'm always like kind of in that mindset when I, if I ever decide to go to America, I just know that there's going to be people with weapons on them Yeah, and it's going to kind of make me like, a bit worrisome. It's just like at any point you can just like hear a gunshot and just like dead and just kind of scary at the same time because I don't plan on ever going to America in the future. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I, I know what you, I know how you feel. Like I went there six years ago and it was an incredible experience. Don't get me wrong, but I grew up kind of wanting to live there. You know, I was kind of sold on the American dream, all that shit. And then when mm -hmm. I went there, I got to say, I, that disappeared. I no longer wanted to live there anymore because of many of things of what you said. Like I saw, you know, gangsters sitting in their car with a gun and, you know, drug addicts. Um, and don't get me wrong, you get drug addicts in any country. Yeah. But like in America, you get massive areas. And when you talk to some of these people, you kind of find out how the systems actually work or don't work in some cases. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time, like homeless people out there, you know, they're not, necessarily all drug addicts or all in really kind of messed up situations a lot of them are kind of failed by the system um and it's very difficult to kind of get back on track once you've been failed by that system but yeah, as far as like the safety issue is concerned yeah i i couldn't agree more with you like obviously yeah. it does vary from state to state but yeah there is that thought in your mind at all times that you could just be shot randomly yeah and you, like you can like go to America, you can be mugged. Yeah. In the middle of the night, if you're like, if you take like a nice stroll at night, and don't get me wrong, night strolls are peaceful. Mm. Like they could be peaceful. Then like if you're in America, you can get mugged. You can just 
just get shot and just you you won't have any idea what to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure that can happen in most places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like always also going out at night. I mean, as much as it's like nice and calming, it's also kind of yeah that fear of like something could happen. I think I think the key issue isn't it, isn't it is that like obviously in Canada and the UK in other countries you have areas where that's more likely to happen so you know okay this is a bad yeah. area i've really got to be on my guard here but like yeah. most of the time you can walk down your local high street or local town at like 2 a.m and you don't have to necessarily worry about getting murdered or shot no, or something like that right um whereas in america i mean broad daylight you could just <laughs> anything could happen so yeah do, do you know what i mean like you're always at risk and i think that's the kind of scary thing about it and don't get me wrong there's a lot of people living in in the u.s who you know are free from danger and and probably live very safe lives but like yeah. I, th- I think like if you're in any of those major cities there's always going to be a bit of a risk yeah uh, and like more so in in the larger populated areas like new york city and maybe atlanta places like that um but yeah that's that's a very solid point you know um on, on the gun issue mm-hmm. but I, I guess when I asked the question, I was, I was wondering more, you know, as, as far as culture is concerned. Cause like, yeah, I think that's, like, that's I the thing. That point. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things said about Canadians being like really nice, which I can concur. Every Canadian I've ever met sweethearts. I don't know what hey, it for is. For the most part. I mean, yeah, most of us are nice. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that all of us are nice. You can have like, like the really like bitchy Canadian assholes at that point. Okay. <laughs> like, excuse my language, but like you can like, have people are just rude as all hell right and that's that's normal that like, you can find them anywhere but for the most part, most of us are like really nice i'll say that much because i can be like going on like a bus on the stm which is our like bus system mm-hmm. like i'll like i'll be on my way to like school because back then i remember i would do this almost every morning that there'd be multiple people waiting at a bus stop and like okay it's like yo you go on you go on you go on i can be there for like five <laughs> minutes at a time i'm pretty sure once i have just like go on no go on go on go on go on and it's like a Canadian standoff at that point. Just like, no, you do it. No, don't, no, you do it. I'll, don't, like, okay, no. It's like, <laughs> you go on. It's like, I'll pay this time. I'll pay this time. But most of us, we can like go into an argument about being nice. I've apologized for apologizing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm saying sorry so much. Like, I'm sorry. So the rumors are true. <laughs> I didn't get into like the more, like the prairies, as we call them, which is mm. Manitoba, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. Right. Like those, like those we call the prairies, and you'll hear a lot more slang, yeah, like a lot more Canadian slang, and you'll hear like more like sorry at that point. Yeah, I think also in like New Zealand, you hear like sorry as well. A boot. <laughs> boot. You don't say like we don't say like a boot as like people say like, it's if you're doing that and going to like the prairies, it's like more about about like you're saying okay. about but like about yeah. I just say about because that's how I've always said say it. Mm. But yeah, like it's also weird, like the the slang terms that we use because like most places have their own like specific slang terms that they use and they understand. Canadian slang terms for the most part doesn't make any sense. I'll be honest. <laughs> some are weird. And I don't use all of them. I use some because I'm in Quebec and some are in French. But for the most part, Canadian slang terms don't make sense mm. <laughs> sometimes. I, I think also like with like most places slang terms, if you hear them for the first time, you're not gonna understand what they are. Right. Like I could probably give you some Canadian slang terms right now, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. 
Probably not. No, because it's always like area specific, culture specific, yeah. so many other things that you have to take into account. Yeah. Uh, I, I just find it. I just find it interesting because um, obviously we're, in the United Kingdom we're also quite well known for our manners, but you know we're also known for being kind of cold and um, you know just difficult sometimes. But I, I think with with Canadians internationally speaking a lot of people hear about how nice you guys are how well managed you are like as far yeah. as like negativity is concerned the only thing i've ever heard about and i said this briefly when i you know appeared on your upcoming podcast episode that you know the whole thing about um french speaking areas like you said you're from uh, quebec which i know i think is it's montreal quebec right montreal yeah yeah so you say again yeah. montreal oh, that's, how that's how. like french yeah. I mean, if you want to say it in English, how we would say it, we would not say Montreal. Because okay. even though it's M-O-N and you say Montreal, I will cringe if anybody said Montreal. Because <laughs> okay. that's not how we say it. We say Montreal, like if there was a U instead. Montreal. Like Montreal. Montreal. And we say Quebec. Because the Q you sound, we don't say quoi. I can't even like say it because Quebec doesn't so even sound Quebec. right to us. You say we just Quebec. say Quebec. Quebec. Because like there's also accents in these words and okay. places so with the folly accent but that that's something i've heard is is like certain areas in canada where there's a big french population um or french speaking population yeah. and sometimes you get these issues of you know people maybe you know um speaking french or not speaking french and then there's that issue of like well why don't you speak french or, or the reverse why don't you speak you know, english yeah. or whatever the case may be but uh, that that's literally all I've heard as far as bad is concerned about. Canada. I mean, yeah, because like the most you can like run into is somebody who's spoken French all like in Quebec. Because when you're like a, like a grocery store in Quebec and the cashiers, and I have to do this because I'm a cashier. So yeah. we, we have to say bonjour, hi. Like any like even at like, restaurants, you have to start with French and then English. Uh. And like on menus and stuff in restaurants, you have like the French words would be bigger than the English words. <laughs> that's just like kind of long. and we have to do French yeah. first and English. It doesn't matter if they speak English, French. We have to say bonjour, hi. That's mm. all we go. And I speak French like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I remember you saying this. Um, yeah, when, when we did when we did that episode. Mm -hmm. um, but the one thing we didn't press on because I knew we were pressed on on time in yeah. your podcast. But um, I wanted to ask about some of your experiences as a cashier because anyone I meet who's worked in customer services always has some good stories. I do have some interesting stories. And what, it, what, what are your, some of your horror stories? Or horror like, stories. Ooh. Yeah, crazy, crazy times. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I've only been working there for like just over a month. Oh, wow. And, I do have some stories. So, because my French isn't the greatest. Like, I've always struggled in French as a subject, but I am slowly starting to get better because like... Ah, it's like at the point. You have the points card and whatever, because you have to ask that and whatever. And numbers are also kind of confusing at the same time. But as a cashier, I've seen people just freak out because, like, it's like not the big ones, like the like the small smaller ones. Like, oh, can you tell me how much this is? Like, and we yeah. just verify the price for them. And it's like, oh, this is like five sixty four, for example. Like, but it, it, over there it said something else, and like, oh, I'm sorry, I scan it at this price and it tells me what it is. I'm not wrong. Then it probably just put in the wrong place. Ah, no, just like leave it on the side, whatever. And so we have like areas below us, like near our like feet that we can put stuff in our, our overstock. And then when we have no customers, we go in the back and put them in like specific carts. They'll go in the fridge, go in the fridge, freezer, freezer. 
and I've gone to the point that I had like two days ago, I got this Spanish woman as a customer, like this like older lady, she spoke Spanish. Um, he didn't know much French, didn't know much English, and I don't know much Spanish. So I spent five minutes trying to tell her how to pay with her credit card. And <laughs> holy crap, I almost punched my cat. <laughs> like I almost just punched it because, and her bill ended up coming to like double the size as it should be. It's just most of it just like error, error, error. <laughs> it's like not being processed. Like, and so much that I even asked the cashier in front of me. It's like, do you speak any Spanish? No, I speak Italian. Help me anyway. Because <laughs> if you can't get a Spanish person to help you translate, get an Italian because it's not the same, but you have some words that are yeah. very similar. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm talking like more horror story, I don't know. I mean, I saw someone try to steal something one time. Like that's not really many horror stories. We don't get like, I know like if in, in America, you've got like, like, like these like convenience stores being robbed at gunpoint. Never happened. Well, yeah, yet. I mean, that's extreme. I, I mean, mean, it could happen here. Hmm. Not saying it won't. It's possibility, and so it's in my mind. It's like, am I going to be robbed today? It my, cannot my, happen. My customer service experience is always, you know, to do with rudeness. People, customers, kind of yeah. going crazy, especially at times like Christmas. You know, you'd think people were oh nice. Oh my god, Christmas time! That's gonna be such a busy day, <laughs> like busy like area. Because also it's weird Thanksgiving. It's weird because we have our Thanksgiving in October. Right, yeah. Not in November. America's like, having it in November? Like, why? Because <laughs> what we know, it's the f- like either the first Monday, I think, of October for us. And I worked that day. I worked actually night that day. So I, I worked from like, I think, what, 2.30 to 9 o'clock? Mm. That, that, that day. And like, is, it, is that 2.30 in the afternoon till 9? That's 2.30 the afternoon at like 9 at night. Oh, those are the worst shifts to do. Uh, like that's like my weekend because like i have like today and sunday off mm. so I'm, I'm happy and i work throughout the week but like when it comes to like weekends i do like be put like late like like afternoon night shifts that's why it's just boring i remember customers and just i see yeah. that i can clean my cash like three times and no customer will show up the, those to me are the worst shifts because you just yeah. you lose everything like i remember when i worked in a supermarket when i was much younger i was I think I was 18 at the time. It was like my first proper job. And I remember it was shift work. So obviously the morning shifts are better. Like if you do seven till four or six, three or something, great, right? You can get out, you can still have some evening at least. But when yeah. you do these shifts like um, 11 till seven or, or 12 till 10 was the worst one for me because I had to commute to this store anyway. So I'd have to wake up at say 9.30 in the morning and uh you know basically get my breakfast start traveling to this place arrive there around like let's say 20 past 11 kill some time maybe have some lunch and then work the whole fucking day and leave when it's pitch black and then yeah i would always be late coming home so i'd probably get home about 12 p.m or something and like thinking back i'm just so grateful that i didn't have to do that anymore but like i could always sympathize with people that do these sorts of shifts because you you just lose it you there's nothing you can do yeah you've lost the morning i, I mean you could you have like sometimes during like the day and stuff like if you get up early enough like you can like still be productive during the day before you leave for your shift 
Yeah, time, but like, like that's mental. Like I hear people yeah. that do like like gym before a massive shift, and it's like, come on, man, you're just gonna be knackered. I mean, like you're first off working out your body, and then you go into actual like work to earn money, and then you, you wake up, they could be like sore, but then yeah, like some people are, like done this like like bodybuilders, whatever they've okay. like gotten like used to, like working out, whatever, and balancing that with their job. I'm pretty sure they've got that under control. But if I were to have an afternoon night shift and in the morning I wake up early enough, well, let's say like, let's say for example, six o'clock, I don't wake up that early usually for like an afternoon shift. I wake up like 11 because <laughs> I like sleeping in. But if I would wake up early enough to like, like, okay, go on a walk or like do exercise, whatever, I will be tired before I even start work. Yeah. And then I get to work. I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. I don't want to be here. It's just like, okay, let's just get this over and done with. That's, that's and then you have times where I will leave like 15 minutes before my shift starts because I walk to work. <laughs> I can walk to work where I work. Well, that's good. At least you're nearby. That's yeah, good. but like, it takes me like 10 minutes to walk <laughs> at most. And I walk fast for mm. a person. Um, for a person, I walk fast. That makes sense. <laughs> but I will be like... Being, 15... I, I walk. I walk. I, I walk. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, because I'll leave like 15 minutes. Like I remember once I left 10 minutes before my shift and I will walk fast enough that my, the legs and my bones, I felt them hurting. They felt the bones and my legs hurting and I, I get to work. I've never been late yet somehow. Like, I'll always get there like a few minutes before my shift starts. I quickly go upstairs, put my stuff in my locker, put my gloves on and, and my mask, whatever. I already have that on. And go to my supervisor to tell me, what cash am I at today? And I'd be like sweating. I'd be panting. Just like, I walk here. It's like, shut up. <laughs> it's like for like the first few, like, out, like maybe first hour, I'm still trying to recover from like walking and stuff. Not that I was like normal. That, man. I, I've always had the mentality of like, I need to arrive early just so I can kind of sit yeah. Have a coffee, relax, and mentally prepare myself for the shit that I'm going to have to go through for the next however many hours. I can't imagine yeah. just turning up and then having to hold out until first break or something. Like, No, screw that. I mean, but each day. Also, that. like the breaks. Like, having breaks, it depends on how long you work. Yeah. For, for us, like, if I would work, like, anywhere from a five to five and a half hour shift, I would get one break. Six and a half hours, two breaks. Mm. Seven to seven and a half hours, which I've always worked before. Hell, kind of. Three breaks. Not four, three. And I've actually once worked a four-hour shift. Um, and I'm questioning, why did you give me four hours? That's because they don't have to give you a break. Why? I've, worked, I've worked those shifts as well. I remember very briefly. I know, I got one break that day. I've, I went like, very briefly. We'll still get breaks. This, um, this company, it was like a, a clothing mm -hmm. company, some American company, but we have them in the UK. And they would always make a point of giving you those four hour shifts or something like that. Because uh, no, I think actually they either give you four hour shifts or like three hour, 45 minute ones. Cause then they didn't have to give you a break. And I was like, What's Oh, you point? fuckers. Well, cause then they would just, put you to work at the busiest time. Like, okay. You're set from like, and you know what times like the busiest. Yes. Like during like specific days. This is like not always busy around the same time every day. Plus first, like, Saturday mornings are usually like, packed because mm. like the weekend people are off right? like or like have free time they're going to do their shopping but then like okay you're going to be put from this time to this time 
only for like four hours. It's like the busiest shit ever, and you like never get any time. But somehow, I always manage to get a break. <laughs> I don't know how. I just get somebody telling me, okay, go on break now. It's like, thank God. <laughs> and it's just 15 in the minutes of just relaxing. Just in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I, I always kind of took issue with that, like, 15-minute break. I don't think that's enough time to – do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it takes time to get there. And, like, if you've got a dickhead manager, they'll probably be like, oh, you know, you're, you only have, like, 10 minutes left of your break. It's like, motherfucker, I just – literally just sat down like just sat down it's like off my back for like five seconds look at your phone for like one minute five minutes up what the shit <laughs> and just but I'm, I'm thankful that my supervisors are nice yeah I'm, I'm happy but they also speak french most of the time and kind of like i speak french now holy crap most part i understand it it's just that whether they understand what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> is my i i speak like fr- like broken french yeah you know, like okay. people speaking broken english well, you, you get what they're saying, but it's not like grammatically correct. Mm. Like people will understand what I'm saying. I just don't say it correctly. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, as long as you're right, as long as you understand it, yeah, then you yeah. should be fine. Let's switch it up a little bit and bring it yeah. back to your studies. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you mentioned you've just finished high school, so what that puts you at like 17, 18, something like that. I'm 17. 17. Okay. So, yeah. are you? Do you have plans for, for maybe university or some, some future education at this point? Like what's, what's the deal? What's, what's on the cards? Ooh, okay. I mean, I, I was also like thinking about this, like during my last year of high school, like when we were still in school, whether I was going to apply for college and like, is it right? Cause I know some people just don't like to like take mm. some time off before doing it. But then it came to a point where I was too late to actually apply for daytime school. Oh. And my only option was to go to night school. So I'm in night school currently. It's it's okay. I mean, that's why I work, I work mornings during the week, and and my like supervisors know this that I work mornings during the week because I have night school. Mm. So they know they can't like put me late on certain days. They can put me late on weekends because I don't have school. But during the week, I work like from like opening to like two thirty, on average. But my my studies, I did apply for next semester. I'm just waiting to see if I got accepted because I haven't gotten that yet from I haven't decided on university yet. I think that's like, I still need to think about that. Okay. I did. I, I mean, I applied into like cinema and stuff and like the media it, and I'll be honest, wasn't my first choice because I originally like want to go into languages and to, like, like do a translator stuff because the, the college I'm at, they have, uh, a language course actually one of my friends is in that course i was thinking okay that's not that bad and i was actually really happy about it and then i got my mark for french in term two failed and it's like no i'm not doing that because i'm gonna have to take a french course i know that much and my french is absolutely garbage <laughs> and then it's just i got into like podcasting and whatever and editing my stuff and found it i kind of like it i mean <laughs> It's simple what I do now, but I feel like I can improve on it and do it better. And I learn like how audio works and stuff like that and editing and actually producing. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter how the quality is. It's not the quantity. doesn't matter. It's the quality of it. Even if like you start out with the most like bare basic shit, like a laptop microphone and a laptop camera and microphone. Like if you start out with that, you start out with that. You, you're not going to go out like, so when I started, I started with my laptop and my microphone for my earbuds. Yep. 
that's what I was using. And then I ended up buying this. Uh, nice. With a eyes on it, and it just looks adorable. So, that's my first microphone. And now it worked well, and hopefully, if I do get accepted into that course, I can learn more stuff than I already know. I have a slight advantage, because I like edited videos before and like audio and stuff like that so i have some knowledge but so okay before we get into the podcasting um yes so basically i guess what you're kind of saying is is maybe you're getting into like audio production maybe yeah. that's kind of what you're looking at maybe kind of, yeah yeah i mean at the same time you're always like still figuring out what you want to do in life right. yeah like, of, course, like, of course of course high school and college so and you like you can do like find the most like weirdest stuff that you might find like i never expected myself doing that but you enjoy doing it and basically what, what what we're saying is that you're you're looking for as far as the education is concerned stuff yes. that's going to help you with podcasting and video production editing that kind of stuff so stuff that will kind of support that mm-hmm. okay yeah that makes sense that's sensible you're more sensible than i was at your age so well done <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm also like the youngest in my grade. So, because what's weird? Actually, I'm not the youngest. I'm the second youngest because I've somehow one of my friends is somehow two days young, younger than I am. And it's like, because I, I didn't even think there's anybody younger than I am. Because where my birthday is, it's like the cutoff limit. Because when we got our report cards, it was always say like a line age by September 30th. And you have their age. I am born on the 26th. <laughs> of 2003 which makes me i should technically i'm a year ahead of myself mm. i should technically speaking be in my last year of high school right now but i'm in my first year of college ah okay that explains so, a lot well well done that's you know that's yeah. an achievement but yeah no nice one i mean i think if anything you'd probably be wow after everything that happens i guess yeah it makes sense to study now and then maybe tr- yeah. yeah, try and get that gap year and get that travel year in and um, get those experiences in. Obviously, given where everything that's happening now, it probably makes more sense to study now and wait. Yeah, yeah I mean, for everything. Not to much st- else to do. You can like go out, get groceries. Yeah, and, like, walk, but <laughs> not much. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about your podcasting now. Yes, you you've been doing this for for a short. How long have you been doing this now? Um, Roughly. As of now, um, September, this would be what my third month doing it. Okay, okay. I'm in so, my third month because yeah, I started so, in August. So nice one, nice one. And yeah. why did you decide to start podcasting? What what kind of led you to to sort of decide to do that? I mean, like a lot of things, there's like a bunch of things in my mind that like, oh, I should probably give a give it a shot and see what happens. Podcasting would be one of them, like starting podcast, and I'm like. Sure, let's try it out. If it works out, it works out. If not, then I tried it, whatever. And then it's like, oh, I actually like it. Like, it's actually nice. But because what I did before starting anything, I researched a bunch, like for like a week or two, I did research on like audio, like um, recording stuff and like editing. So I came in with some knowledge. So mm. I wasn't like just going in like, I don't know what to do. I went in with some knowledge and it's just overall fun to do at the same time because you can have a podcast about, I, I want to say pretty much anything because you have sport podcasts and like gaming podcasts and music, whatever. 
And then the type of podcast that I run is just whatever comes to mind, I just talk about. Mm. And then, like those podcasts in specific, those are actually kind of fun because you have, you can expect pretty much anything at that point. I think it's, it's, it's better because I, I think that we've entered the game at a time when it's heavily oversaturated. Everyone and their mums are fucking doing podcasts right now. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, that's fine. It's fine to have a lot of people doing, doing podcasts. But as you said, you know, you, you, there's so many different areas. Like, for instance, um, you know, I look at like professional wrestling. I'm a big fan of professional wrestling, right? but I've seen so many podcasts, people setting up wrestling podcasts. And I'm like, I guess to a point where I'm like, well, what's the point? Like, what, what do you offer that's different? Because if it's just you sitting there talking about a particular topic that there's like a thousand other people doing the exact same thing, you can't differentiate yourself. You can't make it any way different. And like, I always think about that. Like I always think about how can I make my podcast something that people want to come back and listen to? Like how can you make it like stand out from like the the, the, the crowded, like everything that's just common. Yeah. You want to make it unique in a way. Yeah, and that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't look at my podcast and go, oh, you know, it's revolutionary. It's groundbreaking. You know, obviously it's not. But I do look at it like it is different. Like p- when people come here, you know, they never know if they're going to get an interview or uh, a topic only or a discussion one with a friend of mine or something. Like I try to always uh, model it on what I do with my YouTube channel, you know, always kind of have a variety. But the the bigger thing that I'm, I guess I'm building is, is my own brand. So it's like when people come to it, they're like, they're coming to hear me talk about things and cause they're interested in that. And I know that sounds a bit egotistical, believe me, I don't have an ego, but that's kind of my business kind of approach to it. Yeah. That's my logic with it. But when I look at a lot of podcasts and people promoting their brands um, for their podcasts, there's nothing that entices me about, you know, clicking on that because it's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not, you yeah. it's just someone kind of saying, Oh, Hey, here's another podcast about talking about the news or talking about this thing. And it's like, okay, great. I'll be honest, if, I, if I want to like listen to the news, I'll listen to the news. Right. I, I don't know. I just get there's, like, there's nothing wrong with like, the, I don't know, but like, I'm pretty sure there is a podcast about news somewhere. I, I don't know okay, like, I'm pretty sure that exists. Fuck the news then. Something about <laughs> exactly but like, critiquing something, I mean, I, like movie reviews there's, there's, or some shit. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with those podcasts. I mean, if, if they like doing it, they like doing it. I know right, there's like people right, right. actually like it, but I know there's, I don't have anything against them. It's just you have opportunities to make something unique and stand out from people. Where like you have like a bunch of sports podcasts and like there's only so much you can do. Like yeah. that's why I didn't want to choose like a specific topic throughout my podcast. And this is the thing like, as well. You're never gonna get anywhere with those type of podcasts. I'm not trying to be pessimistic yeah. here because like I agree with you. I, I think you know if you like it, if you love it, do it. Fuck it, right? Don't don't worry about the critics. But the problem is if you are doing something like that, like sports or something you're never going to really become big unless one of three things happens. Either one, you're a noteworthy person. Sorry to say, but that's how most people work. Like for instance, I'm building my brand up now. 
most times when I post a video or a podcast or something, people don't give a fuck because who the fuck am I? Who is this guy? I don't care. You know, and that's how people are with you until you become known. So that's a lot of the time when people are looking yeah. at podcasts, stuff to listen to, who is this guy? Why should I care about him? Secondly, it's a thing of like, if we're taking sports as an example, you know, is this person actually an athlete? Were they ever an athlete? Were they an ex- successful athlete? Why should I listen to their views and opinions on this particular thing? Like what, you know, what differentiates them from, uh, you know, the several hundred other pundits out there. And then thirdly, yeah. Um, it can come down to, you know, the format of, of what they've got, you know, is it someone who's just talking about what happened, which is fine. But, you know, I think a lot of the time, especially if you're someone, okay, you don't fit in those first two categories, you're not an athlete, and you're not someone noteworthy or whatever, then you've got to look at, okay, I've got to either be very controversial, and say stuff that other people won't say, or I've got to deliver some sort of a format that hasn't been done before or a unique yeah. take on something that has been and like that i guess yeah. it, my point is you're always trying to look for that niche in the market or, or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like a lot of those podcasts that are unlike art because like you said you you whenever you come up with an idea that's what happens like for instance yeah. um you were doing a halloween special free part of things yeah. so you had different guests talking about different things halloween centered and that makes sense it's like it's a trending thing because halloween happened at that time so it makes sense to talk about that but the point is you're always doing something different and you're building up as you build up over time people will become familiar with you and will look forward to that because it's like okay different topics different things but it's under this brand but i I just feel that, that that same logic doesn't really apply with those, you know, sports ones or wrestling podcasts yeah. or uh, movie review podcasts or whatever the case may be, it, it, you have to kind of approach it differently. I feel. Yeah, I, I mean, I know there's like some podcasts that I've been a guest on and that I've listened to. That's like have different segments, like something just like anything can happen at the point. You can just say it. it's like a nice discussion type podcast. You can just have a discussion. It's fun. Like sometimes they have like games involved or it's like segments and that's something i've tried to incorporate because my my halloween special part one of two um i did mad libs for the first time on my podcast and it worked out and didn't work out at the same time because i want to try to find halloween stuff because it was i recorded them on halloween there wasn't many so i'm like let's just try to stay on the theme of it and then i recorded on discord for the first time and then couldn't share my screen. So a lot of the complications happened. So I know next time if I want to do a Mad Lib segment, I'm going to use Zoom because at least I can share my screen and they can actually see it. Instead of me taking pictures of it and sending it on the Discord channel and then a lot. Because I will do a different topic almost every week. I've been really inconsistent lately <laughs> that I, I need to like like record more episodes. And like, yeah. I even tried... Thinking, okay, let me try to be in a mindset and pre-record. So I have episodes saved up so I don't have to worry about it every week. Because every week I record something, like an episode a week, and upload that same week. And that's like that's all I do. And it's just something I've even thought of changing. Mm. That when it comes to the end of my first season, I'm doing like season thing. Okay. And then I'm 
going to say, and I've even said this, I'm going to say in that episode, when I record it, I cannot make any promises if it's going to stay the same. Because yeah. I can change something. I can basically even rebrand at that point and change, my, change it to something else. I can redesign the logo. I can change out the format, um, add like different segments, whatever. So at that point, I cannot promise anything will stay the same. Because mm. I've changed my intro before. My intro would consist of like an interesting fact about the topic I'll be discussing. Which is like what I try to do, like be like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. Be kind of educational. And then kind of stop because at that point, it's just, I'm it's too much to like even process. Let's just keep it simple. Keep it enjoyable. You don't have to do anything too super complicated. I don't do anything super complicated. I talk either alone or with somebody about a topic. That's it. Like you, you can have the most bare, basic, simple podcast and people will still enjoy it. I know exactly what you mean. I have the exact same mentality because I never explicit, like I, I had a podcast before this with a couple of friends and we tried to do the whole every week thing and it was only once a week, but it was really stressful for some reason. So I know exactly where you're coming from on, on that issue. And I think with my podcast, I do it the same way that you do. Like I, when I have an idea, I'll do it. Or if I have a guest and I'm always asking like, Hey, who wants to appear on this? Do you have like ideas for topics? I'm always kind of putting stuff out there, but I kind of feel like if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, it's okay to take a bit of time and not put yeah. Because that's much better than setting yourself like, okay, I have to release an episode every week. And then it comes to the day and you're really anxious because you're like, you got nothing. You're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you just put any old shit out. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's me and Harvey. Like, like when I'm out work and I'm thinking, uh, I, I need to record something when I get home, I need to do something. Yeah. And then I just remember that if I was, let's say, I put myself in the shoes of a content creator on YouTube, like a YouTuber and like, and someone who like, like uploads consistently daily. If mm. I have to take like a, like a week off, I'll take a week off and yeah. just, and people will understand it. Like people will be supportive. Like, okay, take the time you need. It's okay. And that's why I try to do. I remember I recording anything. Cause then I feel like if I would go like three weeks or more, then I'd feel like I'd, lose focus and just abandon it all together mm. so at times i'll just go with like a week or two without doing anything because you no know, i have stuff to balance i'm kind of stressed about it and then there are times that the, the damn video won't upload <laughs> because it's just because sometimes it'll take hours to upload hours yeah, my that, computer. That, that's that's a software issue my friend i like used to yeah, have that's the like same, software issues. no but like i used to have the problem the same problem i used to use um sony vegas which is notoriously bad and takes yeah. many many hours then i got it's a tip off from a friend to use um video pad and i have to say ever since i've been using that it takes wow it's it's really short I never have the issue of, of, cause I remember for a long time when I was doing Sony Vegas, I'd have that issue of, yeah, trying to upload to YouTube and it would take hours. Then it would just cancel or fail. And I've never had that with all the yeah. video pads. Sorry. I've never had that issue. It's always been seamless. Perfect. You know, even the larger ones. And then you actually gave me the tip off of using it. 
So yes, yes, because I want to spread the word. Yeah. Like people make yeah, your I mean, life easier. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but, I mean, it's, it's like, man, my my video just won't upload. It's just use this. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a big point, work. isn't it? About about being a podcaster and, or or a content creator yeah. in general is is it's a constant learning curve, and and you're constantly learning things, constantly making mistakes. You know, um, yeah. like I only really recently kind of figured out like you know okay i should use zoom for this i should use this i should use that and i'm still figuring it out like you know we might be close to 40 episodes in but um it's still very much developing and 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 becoming its own thing and my approach has always been to kind of just embrace what happens and just you know what i mean like like even this interview style that i have um it's always the same i do my research on the person and i kind of ad lib a lot of stuff based on how the interview goes and um yeah. but the, the key thing I'm, I'm obviously always hoping for is that a discussion will come about and and it will be longer yeah. but it's okay if it's shorter as well i think you know you kind of got to like embrace it and, and work with the person that you're working with you know what i mean like it's your show but it's and it's up to you to guide it and steer it but it's also very important to listen to your guest kind of tap into their vibe and see like you know okay they talk a lot great i'm gonna let them talk and i'm just gonna guide it or if they don't talk a lot okay i need to ask the right questions and i need to make them feel comfortable so that they're more willing to share information you know but like these things i think it's just time and practice isn't it you know i when i first started doing vlogs it was the same thing i was terrible at vlogging now i just turn on the camera start talking it's done like i i think it's just practice I mean, it goes for like a lot of things in life that you want, like these like side projects, these like mini projects that you like. It's my stuff. I want to try to like do this and accomplish it. It's like you're always going to run into these problems. You're always going to run into these kerfuffles and just ah, something's not going to upload right away. I'm going to have to like do it late. It's all part of the process. It's an entire learning process at this point. And that actually goes for the same thing about life. Life is this entire like learning process with you're going to run into like snags and you're going to like fail a bunch of times, but you learn from those mistakes Yeah. and you start like, okay, it's this mistake again. What should I do differently? So you end up learning a lot from doing this. Episode. I've already learned a lot from editing and uploading and doing this podcast. You know, it, you learn a lot at the same time because then I thought of, huh, maybe I should start adding like music at the same time. So I started slowly adding music and then I added in this like little intro sequence I do at the beginning of my podcast now with music behind it. And slowly but surely you're going to like grow into something that you're eventually going to be proud of. Yeah. But there's always going to be that, like, doubt in your mind thinking like, should, should I even continue this? Like, is it going to go well? I, is it going to be responded well? Should I continue it? Should I just scrap it and start over with something completely different and that's why i know i know exactly how you feel i i always doubt everything i do but i think that you have to just look at like you and focus on how you feel like for instance i've I've had some hate comments here and there where people have been like oh shut the fuck up and let your guests speak and i remember at first i was like oh fuck you but then i kind of thought about it and i really went back to that particular episode and I tried to think like, okay, maybe this is something I should keep in mind. And but as far as like actually feedback is concerned, like and and where that 
relates to like if I continue doing something or not. You know, what I mean, for instance, I, I have stuff that I create that you know doesn't get as many views or much attention, and it's relative to my channel. Like I don't get a lot of views in general, but in terms of my channel, it's like you know certain things get more, certain things get less. Yeah. And a lot of people base what they create on their view view account or what people are saying. But I think it's better to focus on what you enjoy doing. And if you are loving doing the podcast or, or creating a particular type of content, you're like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. I love this. Yeah. Then that's I mean, the main thing to, to sort of keep in mind. I mean, I mean, after a while, you are going to get feedback that is both good and bad. Right. And you're going to learn from it all. You're just going to say like, I'm still going to do it. It's my stuff. You can't like tell me what to do and in a way they can't really like have control over what you do Precisely, but it yeah. is good to like like okay take it in mind as you said like i'm gonna keep this in mind and try to work on it since you always try to like work on your flaws yeah and, absolutely absolutely i don't know my, my i think the the my my episode like the most views i think it's like 40 views i have on like the, the most views i ever got on an episode and this is when you have like these small podcasts you it's like yeah, they're small. Like that's what every channel is. You start off small, producing yep. like a bit of content every so often, and then like you have this person like somebody's like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Okay, I'm gonna share it and like tell people about, it. and then it grows into something big. And that's what I'm always wondering. if, let's say you have this small podcast, it just turns into something huge. Yeah. Then if I if that ever happens to me, I'm gonna be in the mindset of like, holy crap, <laughs> what am I doing because you, your fan base is just people who appreciate what you do and understand if you need to take some time off and understand if you're having trouble with this. So, and they are going to understand changes in like not uploading for like a week or two at a time or like late uploads. So at the same time, you're trying, you have this fan base, like this little group that of people that understand and respect you and want to like okay continue what you're doing like if you need to change something change something we won't mind like they'll, they'll still listen in i have i know i have one consistent listener actually no i have two consistent listeners that i know of oh wow well done i mean i'm pretty sure a lot of people i know people listen to it i just don't know who listens to it yeah i know my mom listens to every episode and she likes every episode on facebook so <laughs> thank you that's the same issue I have. Like I, I have reg, a regular viewership, but I don't know exactly who does. Yeah. And I have, I have sent out, like for instance, one thing I, I've stopped doing um, because it never gets any interaction is I ask people like, hey, who's watching or who liked this latest episode or what would you like to see? And no one answers. But I think one time I did send out a thing and I got a couple of responses from my immediate network. So I learned a little bit about who watches it, but mm as you said, it's, it's difficult to know in the early stages. And, you know, even as I say, like 40 episodes into a podcast or close to 40 episodes in, I'm, I'm still figuring out my audience. And, and yeah. you know, like, as you say, like every episode can, can do different numbers. Like I, I'm still kind of looking at some of the podcasts and some of the clips I've done. And, and I'm wondering like, well, what do people actually want to see more of? Like what, what should I be replicating? What should I be focusing on? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all I can really kind of look at is um, the fact the fact that, you know, when I have certain guests on, it gets more views because they've got a bigger fo you know, follow following. So I guess that's something. But as far as like topics are concerned, um, mm -hmm. 
it doesn't it, you know a lot of the time when you're looking at the analytics that's the main thing that helps you understand what's being more responded to and what isn't and like i've got friends that always tell me like you've got to focus on comments and stuff but that's the yeah. thing those comments aren't there or else i would like i get occasional comments here and there once in a blue moon but a lot of the time there's no comments so there's nothing to kind of look at and say yeah. okay I mean, a, lot, a lot of times on my, my episodes when i post them to youtube because i post to youtube facebook spotify and again like i said before i'm not going to promise that they're going to still remain on those three platforms because yeah, i thought yeah. that just limit myself to one platform because i then i don't have to like waste like a quarter of my day trying to upload one episode to just all these platforms i need to make Ooh. sure this is up with that and then recommendation for you then you want to get um a platform distributor i use anchor and that has enabled me to go on eight different platforms i, I thought like the I more thought, you like, know i even thought about that I, I know about Anchor. I might use that for my second season. I just might just use Anchor and that's it. And just, the more you know, the more you know. Yeah, exactly. But it's to the point that I don't know, like there's no comments. There's like, like barely any likes. Like me, I'll get like one occasionally on my YouTube videos. I get like one like each time on my Facebook, on Facebook because my mom. And thank God she supports me in it. It's like, oh, your episode was great today. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> that's like all the feedback I can get. And actually remembered, I have three consistent viewers or listeners that I know of. One's my mom, and then two of them are friends. One of them's a coworker of mine. He works at the same place, not a cashier, but like he still works in the same place. And, and, and he told me like I'm, I'm doing my job, <laughs> He's, like passing by to go to his department. It's like I listen to your episodes while I study. Like thank you. Like that's oh, it. Wow. That's cool. And you know, I'm thinking like I, I have a friend actually. Um, shout out to Childish Jacko. I've done um, a lot of collabs with. And uh, I did my previous podcast with actually as well. And he told me recently, uh, or he told me before that he would listen to my vlogs and use them as like a, a mini podcast thing to listen to while he worked. But then he told me he started listening to the podcast. And I was like really taken back by that because he's a friend. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. when, you, when you get like like the first time, like someone says like, oh, I listen to yourself. I really like it. It's like, it's like the first time good feedback. And I've had like the worst experience with like good feedback. Because it was like late at night. I don't remember how many episodes I had at the time. Like very few. Done. I get a text on my phone from a number I don't know. I, don't, I haven't saved it. It's just a number. It's just, oh, I really like your podcast. Like, like, and they said my name, so they obviously knew me. Like, oh, hey, Chris, I really like your podcast. Like, I really like what you do. Your voice helps me sleep at night. Which <laughs> I found that kind of weird. It's like, so it's either I have a pretty calming voice or... My voice is extremely boring. That puts people to sleep. <laughs> no, you I'm can sure take that anyway. Sure but apparently, sure it's, it's a compliment. It's like, yeah, but it's like. Then I ask them, it's like, okay, thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. I don't get a lot of it. Who are you? It's like I'm not saying that. It's like, so then the following day, I posted on my Snapchat. Okay, to anybody who has my number, who did you give it out to? <laughs> my, one of my friends. She said, and she's like a sister to me. She's like my fourth sister. So, because I have three of them. And she's like my fourth one. And she said, oh, I gave it to this person who gave it out to the other person. It's like, okay, let me ask that person. It's like, give me her number. Same number. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, oh my God, she has me on Snapchat. This person, she has me on Snapchat, but still asked for my number to text me about it. And then proceeded not to tell me who she was. And by that point, I just blocked the number because this is getting weird. I'm just going to block it. Because <laughs> I did... Like, 
she refused to tell me like oh it was her like if, by that point if she would have said her name it's like okay i would understand it but then when he's like refused to tell me who you are but at least i know you and he's like how did you get my number i have my connections it's like that doesn't make it any better <laughs> But but still, like when you get like the first sense of feedback, and just it makes you feel good. I know somebody's at least listening to it, and somebody likes it. Because then again, I I don't know like how I got forty views on one episode. Like, what forty people are listening? <laughs> so I know of a few. Just what? <laughs> but still, you never know who's watching or listening. Okay, moving it forward. Um, what are your main goals for your podcast? What are the main things you want to achieve with this? Okay, main goals for my podcast. Get it to a point where I, I'm happy about it. Like, I'll be honest, I'm happy about it. I'm proud of it. It's just that there's a lot of things I could change and a lot of things I could develop on. So work on those things and then probably switch it up. I'm going to add in some segments and change how I do things, like how change the format of it and get it to a point where I don't stress myself over it and then trying to balance it with work and school and like relaxing and then, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this. So I want, I want to get to a point where I'm like not super stressing over it that I'm up at night worrying like I'm not uploading. I haven't recorded anything. I haven't planned anything. Like, I don't want to get to that point. Mm. I want to also like, start pre-recording episodes so i have episodes like saved up so i don't have to worry about every week i can just schedule them to upload when like weekly bi-weekly i even thought about like my schedule like i i said okay 9 a.m every wednesday every wednesday and i was like at first i'm like okay i can do this because at the time when i started this i was unemployed i didn't have a job i was in night school so i had time to focus on it and then when I got a job and then got more schoolwork and then a whole bunch of shit, I'm thinking, should I just do this every two weeks? Yeah. Because there's no problem with that at all. It's just less frequent, I understand. But yeah, like that's like one of my main goals, just to get it to a point where I'm not like stressing over it for days on end and I'm not like pulling my hair out. Like, yeah, because I can't even pull my hair out anymore just eh. and uh, if you want to pull my hair out it just happens so, well, what, what would you say have been sort of the biggest challenges for creating your podcast so far for creating it uh biggest hug was when i the, the first episode i had to record solo i'd say and that was my third episode because i had guest scheduled i had someone scheduled with an interesting topic and like okay that sounded really well and i felt like she was going to ask more questions than i was because she seemed to know more about it than i did and i do try to do research and when it came to that episode i'm waiting for it's like okay when are you available to record because i went out earlier that day yeah and it's like oh okay it's like i texted when i got home back like okay are you ready to record now because i was ready to go it's like oh shit that's day hold on and she never texts me back. Yeah. Never. It's like, and then I'm like sitting down. It's like a few hours later. So it's like, so I said, fuck it. I'm doing it solo. And then I spent a good 40 minutes trying to say, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do solo? Mm. And it came to a point where I just ended up talking for about four minutes. And that was the entire episode. That's the point where I, I was stressed. I didn't know what to do. And then 
I think from that point, it got me used to like talking in like solo episodes when I do it. And I don't, I haven't done one in a while. I'd say, I think my 10th episode was the last time I did a solo episode. So it's like, yeah, if I have a good topic about it, I can talk just by myself and entertain myself. Sounds wrong when I say entertain myself, but you know uh, what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, this is one of the reasons I do it as well because I think originally I, I had this thought in my mind of okay, this is just going to be an interview podcast, and then I kind of realized like how difficult it is to continuously find new guests or even repeat guests, and uh, that puts pressure on you. And if if you want to keep your podcast going you know, you can't always rely on other people. So what then you have to rely on yourself and, and coming up with stuff. And that's, it's exactly why I do solo podcasts as well. It's, it's not just for the variety point that I, I mentioned earlier, it's predominantly because of this very issue, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I, I've had the same thing. I've had, you know, guests lined up and it fell through for whatever reason, you know, cause you, the problem is, you know, you have your own schedule and you're relying on people kind of, um, matching it to your schedule and and you know things change things happen I, i'd say for the i'd say 90 percent of the time for me i've been able to reschedule with people and, and but there have been times when it's fallen through and you just never hear anything back and you're like yeah okay. um and then my thing is that i don't chase people you know like i say hey would you like this if they agree to it i set the time make it happen but if they're kind of like you know dilly and dallying and not really doing anything and i'm you know like I've had times when I've, you know, had the podcast ready, I'm ready and waiting and then they just never show up and I'm like, okay. And then they never get back to me with regards to that. And I'm like, okay. Cause I, the thing is I can fully accept that people, you know, things happen, things change, you know, shit happens. Right. Yeah. When people don't have the decency to get back to you on that and, and sort of clarify why, and they essentially just ghost you, you're like, Okay, right on. But you have to be professional about it and yeah. you have to think ahead because it's your thing. So you've got to be like, okay, well, I can't rely on this guest. So as you say, I've got to come up with something for myself or you know, whatever. But I think if anything, it's a good way of, of pushing yourself and, and as you said, like practicing just, just talking about a, to a topic at a length. You know, like often, um, funnily enough, I approach my solo episodes the same way I approach my interviews. I just write down all these things I'm going to talk about, like bullet points and sort of just go from A to B or A to Z and, and just try and work through and create something out of that. Because the first time I remember trying to do those podcasts where I just pick a topic and then just talk at length and... <laughs> that's fine if you're doing a vlog or like a mini yeah. story but if you're doing a podcast you know it's you need structure you yeah. need you need a flow even with even with these interviews you know people sometimes think that oh it's really easy you just sit and ask questions but it's not you've got you've got to craft something that's logical you've got to you know do it in such a way that it promotes whatever that person wants to promote uh, and gets the best of them, you know, and really, you know, takes into account everything about that person that there is to kind of to talk about and discuss. Yeah. And um, one thing I've always, uh, you know, sort of learned from my guest is that they're always kind of, um, I say, impressed with that, that the research is done. But I can't imagine not doing that. Like that's, I mean, you don't have to necessarily have research about the person, but if you don't at least have like, you know your questions some sort of information on the like if you don't like yeah have something to go off of then it's like what the hell am i doing 
Yeah, absolutely. Or even, even just like some things that you're prepared that you want to talk to this person about. Like if you're just coming at it, like, like I've had times when, you know, the other person, like I've appeared on other people's podcasts and they've kind of expected me to, you know, guide it. And I'm like, well, it's your podcast. I mean, I'll, I'll talk happily. If you just want me to talk, I'll talk, I'll make it fun. But like, I think it's always up to the person hosting the podcast to like guide it and guide you. You know, I always say beforehand, if I'm appearing on someone's show, like, do I need some research? Do I, do I need to be prepared? And if they say, yeah, I'm like, okay. If they say no, I'm like, okay, well, then it's up to you. (laughs) So I don't know, but, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a key point, isn't it? For all podcasts is just to have some structure, plan it out because it's going to help you in the long run. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, let's, let's switch it up and let's do a more positive thing. A mm-hmm. positive question. What have been, uh, other than the, the episode that you had that, that got the higher amount of views, what yep. would you say have been sort of the biggest triumphs for your podcast so far? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't think I have any big triumphs. It's like I have like the like like better episodes that I think like oh I I prefer this episode over this episode because you have, like you have episodes that like okay I like this one more than this one. I like how it was done. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like formatted, but you're, like never gonna choose like a favorite. Ep- I mean I'm I don't have a favorite episodes that I've done. You're not gonna choose a favorite. It's like I'm proud of. They're all great. <laughs> I'm proud of everything. Just some less then like just i'm proud of all of them just all in different amounts <laughs> like last thing because triumph for my podcast was probably just i think how accepting people were it's like oh okay i'll probably give it a listen and then it's like huh seems interesting okay why not like, i think that that'll be it because i don't really have like a really big moment in my podcast yet yet hopefully someday sometime hopefully <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, outside of podcasting, do you have any sort of like hobbies or interests that you're particularly fond of, or, you know, paint us a picture of Christopher James. Paint you. I can paint. Like I can literally paint. I do like drawing and stuff like a kind of artistic, like I'm creative. I've been told it's like, I do draw sometimes. I I think I'm a sketchbook somewhere here. I'm a sketchbook over there. Um, That's been kind of mostly empty, but, that's a sketchbook. I don't need to focus on that. So, like, every once in a while, I'll, like, draw or something. Like, and that's really, um, drawing is just, I've always been, like, kind of talented at art. And I remember when I was in school, I never failed anything in art. I mostly got, like, 90s a lot. And then, like, every occasional one. When it came to, like, doing a mosaic, 70s, because I don't like mosaics. <laughs> um, other than, like, drawing and stuff, I... I do like solving Rubik's cubes. Oh, cool! Because yeah. I taught myself. I, I taught myself. I watched a video on how to do it back when I was in sixth grade. That's when I got my first Rubik's cube. And then from there, now, flashback to like seven years later, I'm at that point, seven, six. I don't remember how old I was when I started this. Either I was, I was ten or eleven. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because I do like puzzles at that point and trying to get something be complete. I'm looking around my room to see if I have a Rubik's Cube right now. Um, I do in the back. I'm just not going to get it right now. <laughs> Actually, wait. I have this right here. Let me get this real quick. This. Holy crap. 
so this is um, 11 centimeters by 11 centimeters. It's a light, and the battery's dead. So I oh. can't turn it on, but it also fully works as a tube. And I've solved this before. It is a pain to solve because my hands are not that big. I can fully turn everything. And my hands are pretty big. Like the wingspan of my hand, I'm using wingspan in my hand, it's like eight and a half inches. <laughs> and wow. I can like barely fit my hand on this thing. But I've never yeah, seen that like, before. That's the first to me, a Rubik's Cube light <laughs> that actually yeah. works. I have the world's smallest Rubik's Cube down there. I have a five by five, I have a two by two somewhere. Probably downstairs, I have a three by three. Wow. But it gets to the point, I'm going to put this on the floor because I have nowhere else to put it. Um, got to the point that even when I was like starting college and I tried to get like into like as much as the as much of my college offered. So I like, I want to be involved because I was in student council when I was in high school and I really enjoyed it getting involved in my school. And so my uh, uh, college did something called like a got talent week, which I think it's over now because it was this yeah. previous week. And so I sent in a video of myself solving a two by two Rubik's cube blindfolded. <laughs> nice one and because they, they made a post on their instagram we need a rubik's cube wizard i messaged them back saying i don't consider myself a, a wizard i just know how to solve one it's like what's your best time it's like uh my best time for three by three is a minute and it's like and that's not fast no <laughs> honestly that's not even fast because you have people do 30 seconds there's i'm pretty sure somebody did in like what less than four seconds is the record Less than four seconds. I don't like four seconds. I think Alex is like, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to look this up right now. Hold on. How? how? Uh, people are fast. Hold on. Three by three Rubik's Cube world record. Uh, oh, 4.22 seconds. Oh, or 3.475. That's mind blowing. So oh. yeah, you can basically less than five seconds solve one if you're good enough. And they're like, but that that's not fast. It's like, no, I don't consider that fast. I just know how to do it fast to a point where it's a minute. And my best time for a two by two is like now my best time for two by two after doing that video is like 30 seconds blindfolded. Oh, well done. Good five on by you. five would be like a, like a few minutes because that's a lot more turning. And other than those two hobbies, I do sing. I do rap. Not well, but I do it for fun. <laughs> Just, I, I I can sing in six languages because I taught myself how to do that. Oh I wow! Can rap in one language. I can only rap in English because rapping in any other language is probably going to be a lot more difficult. Do you think you'll incorporate these things into into your podcast in the future? Maybe you like. I've I've thought about it. Just, but also working out like what am I going to do with it? I yeah. mean, how am I going to involve it? But yeah, but like singing is actually pretty fun. Even though I think I suck at it, I just like I do it because it's fun. Like when I like like before I start recording an episode, I'll like sing a few songs or do like some of that. Like before like my class, and I, and I do that a lot. But like before I'm like waiting for my class to start, I'll sing. I'll like I'll sing some in like English, French, Spanish, mainly. I haven't sung in Italian in a while. Um, mm. Same thing with um, Romanian. Portuguese cool. often, sometimes. Yeah. Nice, and then rapping dude. is just... Rapping for me is just because I do talk fast normally. Mm. And it's got to the point that people don't understand what I say sometimes because I can say it in one breath. 
performance is just yeah okay rapping is kind of decent <laughs> that's pretty much it thanks for sharing man um as we draw it all to a close today um do you have any kind of upcoming messages that you'd like to sort of deliver to your fan base or you know maybe people that listen to this podcast or any maybe just like final thoughts that you would like to share with us maybe like some upcoming Ooh. projects you're working on or something or maybe um, upcoming topics upcoming topics i don't really have that many upcoming topics so far because i have a little notebook right here full of them and oh, wow. i haven't looked in here for a while so i have no idea what's in here um I might be incorporating like a different format. I might just, I might, I'm probably going to record an episode sometime soon, hopefully soon, if I actually have the time to like give a bit of an update mm. on, on my podcast, like the future of it. Um, hopefully soon I can upload my 13th episode of my podcast starring Christian because we oh, and I yeah. still yet to upload it. It's going to be a really late Halloween special, but it's a Halloween special nonetheless. I've and always considered November as like second Halloween anyway. Look, like here's the, the nightmare before Christmas is the November of movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's both Halloween and Christmas. It's the November of movies. Because now November is now a movie genre. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Movie like, 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 well, what's the genre of this movie? November. It's like, what? It's both. Halloween and Christmas. It's like, ah, November. Nice. It's like Ho- Hovis, best of both. <laughs> Hovis sounds wrong. <laughs> so that, do, you not, do you not have Hovis bread in uh, Canada, I guess? Hovis bread? Uh, no, because I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a type of bread uh, manufacturer we have here, but there's a particular uh, brand that, I don't know if they still make it, but it was 50-50, so it's 50% white, 50% brown, Hence 50-50, you know, and their slogan was best of both. And I always kind of found that a bit funny. I mean, I've made bread before. Like, I like baking. Oh, wow. I've made, like, the last time I made bread, I made chocolate babka bread. Ooh. And that took, like, seven hours. Because <laughs> you, yeah. you have to, like, wait for everything. To, but it's worth it in the end. And it was a lot of mess because there's a lot of chocolate sauce. <laughs> but it's damn good. And you're making me hungry. You're making me hungry. Okay. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you. You've been an awesome guest. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed appearing on your podcast and I recommend everyone go check that out. What is the name of your podcast? Shout it out now. Curing Curiosity. If you can't understand it the first time, you'll will soon because it's kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> curing Curiosity. And there I, believe, we go. <laughs> I believe that's on Instagram. It's curing underscore curiosity. Yes. And it's the same if you type it into YouTube, you can find YouTube it quite and easily. Facebook. And Spotify, it's the same thing, just curing curiosity. Yeah, so um, obviously look out for that. You'll you'll hear me on on his podcast, and um, he's a great interviewer. It was a lot of fun. Well, I say interview. It was it was kind of like a fun experience, fun discussion about Halloween and other related topics. Yeah. And, um, we we obviously went into the weeds that we did today, but it's it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, just in general, thank you for agreeing to be a guest on my podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. No problem. And a quick message to everyone listening to the Christian Reef podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the podcast. I hope that you're enjoying it. And, uh, you know, I know I say this all the time, 
but you know i really do hope that you're enjoying it and that you know you're getting something from it i know that there is more of a, a regular audience now um but make yourself known you know let me know let me know what you think because as we've discussed throughout this podcast i don't know all of you i don't know <laughs> what you like, like what you don't like <laughs> just had this mystery fan base it's like there's people listening but who <laughs> It's good to know. I think, I think it helps us as podcasters yeah. uh, grow and, and move forward. And uh, yeah, let me know as well what you, what you think of um, the video edition. Because I can't remember when we introduced this. I think it was somewhere around the 12, 13 mark. But um, I, I remember asking for people's feedback on that. And I don't remember getting it. But yeah, I, th- I think so, some people said that it was good because it helps to actually facilitate the actual conversation because you can see who you're talking with and that that creates a better conversation and i'd agree with that point but uh yeah in general um let me know what you what you think of the podcast let me know if you're still enjoying it let me know what you'd like to hear in the future or if there's anyone that you would like to see appear on the podcast in the future let me know send them my way i would love to have them on the show and yeah thank you very much for listening until next time peace out one love i'll see you in the next episode ciao